Thanks for joining me today. I'd like to invite you to visit my website, johnburney.org, where you can join my mailing list, access video, audio, and written teachings, sign up for online satsangs and retreats, as well as find the schedule for my public gatherings. Take your time just to settle in. It's good to be back with you today. It's interesting that you have to sort of get get ready to stop. (laughs) We're always so in movement in every way, internally, externally that stopping is really, it's almost uh, alien. (laughs) Takes a while to adjust to being truly here with yourself. I want to welcome you all. It's good to be back with you again. I know that I relish the time that I make, the sacred time, if you want to call it that, or the time in solitude where I can attune within because I'm so busy and so involved in everything I have to take care of, all the responsibilities. I know you are too in all the ways. And it's so easy to just be in a nonstop movement and treadmill. So I think you will grow if you haven't already to appreciate this, this time that you're giving yourself right now, where we can remarkably and almost miraculously be together, uh, all around the world and attune not just to ourself in a very, very deep way, but begin to sense as we become more sensitive and open to the connection we have with everyone here. Our relative problem-solving minds want to have explanations for everything and conclusions, want to understand and want to make meaning of as much as we can, and, and we do the best we can with that. But as we learn to listen and pay attention and become more sensitive, within ourselves, we begin to realize that there's a much deeper mystery that life is. And that here we begin to, excuse me, we begin to attune to that more and more within ourselves and with each other in a way that's 
beyond the ability for our relative mind to even comprehend or let, let alone understand. So we begin to relax into on the unknown. <clears throat> and as we have been faced over the last two years and now in all the ways that we are with what's happening in our world, with so much that's unknown and uncertain and disturbing and painful. This time that you are making, this space that you are giving yourself right now, and, and I hope you continue to on a regular basis, not just when we meet, but I know for myself, I have to take care of this body, mind, heart construct that uh, needs to be as clear as possible to meet each moment fully. So that's just another way of saying I'm really glad to see you and I'm glad you're here. <laughs> so many dear friends who I love dearly here and new friends I'm making and developing connections with and it's a, it's a joy and it's a privilege and an honor and a and um, a fulfillment that I can't even begin to express of a lifetime of work that I have devoted myself to and just and honestly like you because I was forced to <laughs> we I don't think we face ourselves in a different in the difficult way that we have to here willingly because it's so hard to face the pain It's so hard to face the loss. It's so hard to face what we're not in control of that is causing suffering for others. But as you learn to breathe and be with your pain and let it begin to learn to let it move through you like the human being that we are and become healthier and more balanced as an emotional, intelligent life force on this planet. We also begin to have the privilege and the, and the, and the honor of experiencing the deeper light, presence, grace, awareness that we truly are. the mysterious force of all life that we are actually want we are that <laughs> i mean i don't know how else to say it as simply as i can <clears throat> it's not about believing that it's obvious obvious so I think our minds are so wound up and so complex and so involved with so much that I think here what I want to do is slow it down and simplify. And I know I give myself inner direction and we all need to develop that ability when we're practicing together 
like this, to become more sensitive, to become more conscious, to become more mindful, to begin to pay attention to how can we best serve ourselves and others by how we're paying attention here and now. Because it really does make a difference. And so as difficult as it can be to be here, and I know how difficult it is to be here, can be difficult. Especially when you're in an environment like this that naturally brings forth more consciousness, more light, more awareness. What is under the surface of consciousness, what is unconscious, what is buried, begins to become illuminated. And that can be uh, painful. It can be triggering. It can be upsetting. And it can cause reactions where we want to split. We want to run away. <laughs> and that and, and, and that's normal. That's okay to feel that. It's okay to not want to be here right now. When you, if you have those feelings, to not want to be here. And yet, this is where you are. This is where we are always, actually. So instead of laying a trip of groovy platitudes on yourself about it, <laughs> learn how to be here and give yourself permission to not know or to feel like you're not very skilled or that it's really hard for you. It's hard for everyone, even the great adepts practice. Even after they've had extraordinary transformation, healing and enlightenment, they still practice. Why? Because they're still humble, human beings that are trying to survive and be happy and comfortable, just like you are, just like I am. That is why our attitude about how we attend ourselves, how we take care of this garden is so important. You know, if you had a plot of land that you had, let's say, someone gave you some land, and let's say it was arid, you know, just nothing was growing on it, nothing. And you thought, oh, well, now I have some land and I'm going to I'm going to plant some seeds. Right. But you don't know anything about gardening. Nobody told you you don't know anything. You just know that there are seeds and there's land and something happens, apparently. So you go out there and you just throw some seeds on the dry, arid earth. That's it. And you come back later and you go, huh, nothing's nothing's happening. It's not, not a, it's, nothing's growing. What's wrong? I, th I have the land. I threw the seeds out here. Nothing's happening. But, not, but nobody told you that, well, in order to plant the seeds, you might have to cultivate. You might have to actually do some work on this dry, arid ground. You might have to, you know, plow it a little bit and get it stirred up and maybe get some moisture on it and maybe some fertile whatever fertilizers or in there compost in there and maybe you 
you know, have a little greenhouse where you germinate the seeds and then you go out there and very carefully plant them and make sure that they're watered and have the right exposure and all that stuff. That's practice. That's exactly the same. So you start with what you've got. You've, if, even if it's arid, what apparently seems like clay or impenetrable, even the desert blooms in the, after the rains, you know? And if you've been in the desert after a rain, it can be quite exquisite, the blooming desert. It's natural to be discouraged when you've worked as hard as you have to be conscious on yourselves as so many have. So we need to have a perspective of patience and understanding that organic growth and change is slow. Accessing awareness and presence instant. And a lot of people have made the false assumption that, oh, well, once you tune into that and have it, you don't have to cultivate anymore. You don't have to take care of the land anymore. And nothing could be further from the truth. You actually have to get better at taking care of it. Why? Because you're a channel now for the light. That's why, and now I'm going to translate, you'll understand now, the Zen teaching that talks about this very poetically and beautifully and simply is it doesn't matter how big your garden is as long as you can take care of it. What that also means is that as your garden gets bigger, you have more to take care of. <laughs> and so because you're already here and you already know in some deep way that you want to face yourself, and you want to learn how to be who you are, and you want to learn how to be happy and fulfilled, even with a pandemic, even with a war, even with extraordinary uncertainty, that we're learning here how to clear our grief, clear our rage, clear our anger, our sadness, our longing, so that we can be truly aligned within ourselves, within our intuitive nature. And by the way, the intuitive nature is never the knower. Remember that. Intuition is this mysterious wisdom force of our being that you are and are going to become more and more sensitive to. And I'm sure I already have plenty of glimpses of that, if not deep dives into that. that you will be guided in your own unique life, in your own unique circumstances, in your own unique relationships, work, life, health, everything, to take the next step that's right for you. And ultimately, no one can tell you that. I am actually teaching you how to be free of all external beliefs and authority so that you can truly attune to the true guiding force that you are the life force that is the mystery of our life. I'm not saying you can't have helpful beliefs and helpful tools and helpful practices and all of that to help you and support you, of course. But ultimately, 
it's your journey and your relationship with yourself on a relative level and on a profound level. And when you deepen more and more into that profound level, you feel and you realize and you sense the heart connection with other beings, with the planet, with animals, with everything, and how you take care of yourself, how you even use language, how you even speak as an instrument, how you think, how you uh, live will evolve. I have been evolving my whole life since, and you have too, we all have. And I can see since I had my first, you know, so-called awakening at a young age, I didn't know what it was. It's taken this long (laughs) to learn. And it's, it was hard. (laughs) It was very painful and very difficult. And I didn't know, and I was so discouraged and confused and didn't know for so long and and had so many doubts, so many. But something like in you, it kept me going. And the spirit, the human spirit is extraordinary, extraordinary. We want to be free. We want to have our sovereignty, right? And so, but that freedom and peace begins within you and i learned that early on when i was an activist in the peace movement in the 60s that i had to find peace within here because there wasn't any there wasn't any and it's been a long journey (laughs) but i've but look but look you know my garden has been growing and blooming and now i I'm so lucky to be with you and to share what I'm learning because I don't really have a belief or an identity called teacher, spiritual teacher, healer, even though I guess those are things that happen. I actually see myself exactly like you, just another student who's doing my best to learn each day and, and, and what I'm able to do with my experience and background in my own practice that I am committed to every day is share with you. And maybe it's helpful. And then you're learning too. And we're sharing with each other in these dialogues. It's incredible to see the changes in people and what's happening. We're all discovering together. So I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for being available to yourself right now and to be here because your presence and your being are significant. Every single one of us is important, believe it or not. Even if you think you have an insignificant, unimportant life, that's not true, actually. Not true. We are all part of this infinite ecosystem that is completely unknowable. Anyway, that was quite an opening. I'm finding that I'm starting to give a talk in the opening now, and and I'm not even giving the announcements, you know, like next week we have satsang and there's a retreat from April 29th to May 1st, whatever. I was supposed to say that at the beginning and thank the volunteers and do all that, but I just did it, so. You know, 
I know many of us are having a very difficult time right now. And I, for those of you who are having an incredibly difficult time right now, I just want to say you are 100% welcome here. And my heart is open to you and everyone here. And that is the truth. And I'm here for you and I'm here for me and all of us. And please take really good care of yourselves here. So find your way and keep learning how to find your way and keep fine tuning your instrument. You know, as some of you know, I, I grew up as a concert violinist and I'm, I'm playing again <laughs> after a long hiatus and, you know, having gotten older and not as resilient and as I was, but I'm learning and it's such an incredible um, opportunity and I'm learning so much, you know, you want to have the attitude of a learner of somebody who's learning all the time and discovering. And what are that what are the elements of being a learner and a discoverer? Curiosity, obviously, and fascination. But if you're here saying, I don't want to be here, I hate being here. Well, okay, maybe it's really painful and uncomfortable to be here. But maybe there's a part of you that's conscious, that's sensitive, that's compassionate, says, wow. Why is it so hard for you just to be with yourself? Maybe ask yourself that. Is there something that I don't want to feel right now? And then just breathe and pay attention and listen. And that's what mindfulness training is all about, for those of you who know about mindfulness practice. Okay, basic meditation training. It's not just about being a good meditator and tuning into the divine or whatever you want to call it. No, it's how, actually about how to take care of your humanity in a way that you are really aligned with the ecosystem of yourself, others, and this planet. That's really what true practice will develop, an honest relationship with yourself, an honest practice with yourself. So let's sit for a little while in silence, and then I'll open up the dialogue for those of you who would like to um, have questions or would like to work with me or sit with me and um okay okay so find i'll just hit the bell to give us that wonderful beginning of a meditation you know the bell And I'll just give a little meditation instruction for those who may want it or need it. If not, just let my voice be in the background somewhere. And let the foreground be what you're aware of right now. Whatever you're sensing or feeling Just allowing the sounds and the sensations, the feelings, the thoughts. 
and giving yourself time and permission to settle in, even if you're really unsettled and agitated. Just be kind to yourself, however you are right now. Be gentle with yourself, especially if you're having a hard time. And if it's helpful, notice the breath, just the movement. Maybe that will help you get out of a busy thinking mind. And just notice the breath and let the breath begin to help your mind calm down and your body relax. Your heart to let its defenses down. So you can be open and vulnerable and available for healing, for transformation, for being evolved. Because the light of your awareness facilitates the evolution of your conditioned self in its own way, in its own time, not based on our beliefs, and not based on our agenda. So allow that attunement into your deeper self to arise here. And just relax and pay attention. And if you get distracted, gently bring yourself back without getting caught up in the distractions or the triggers. Finding out how to pay attention within yourself so that whatever's going on can find its way. Whatever movements of emotion are happening can actually find their way to unwinding and releasing. Just notice how you are right now. Just stay attuned to yourself. As I was saying at the retreat uh, recently that a lot of times people think retreats about getting away from <laughs> retreating, you know, but actually real retreat is about coming home to yourself. It's about being fully present. That's what real retreat is. That's why Thich Nhat Hanh called them treats, T-R-E-A-T-S. I love that. <laughs> when you're, you know, the thing that's great about practice is that you're learning. 
It's not about perfection. Perfection's important if, you know, you're an eye surgeon. Um, you you want to have perfection in certain areas, absolutely, without question. But practice is not about perfection. It's not about getting it right. It's about trial and error, experimentation. There's some motorcycle going by or something. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> okay. Um, it's about continually finding your way. It's not about believing you know the way. You have to be very careful with this because people want to hold on to beliefs that are going to, and beliefs are fine to have, but just remember they're really about being feeling secure. So belief and knowledge is about, you know, there's a, there's a relative place for that and it's fine, but in this domain, it actually becomes an obstacle and a barrier and a burden. <laughs> so you want to be able to question even your beliefs about yourself or how you're doing. People often come to me and they say, I don't think I'm doing very well. I don't think I'm, a, I'm not a good meditator. I said, no one's a good meditator. I can't stay present. Who can stay present? <laughs> Nobody. Egos are not about being present. Egos are about getting fulfilled, being happy, winning, being comfortable, you know, surviving. Surviving. That's what they're about, fundamentally. And then if you can survive, then maybe you, you're lucky enough to be able to find comfort and security if you're if you're lucky and as a friend of mine said you know we are so privileged to even be able to have our feelings that's a privilege to be able to actually be present here for yourself like that this is so many people on the planet are not they don't have that they don't have the time they have to survive so it's important to also have gratitude for what you do have. I, I, you know, lost the vision in my left eye a long time ago, and I, it's, it's very distorted vision. And I get these treatments that I've been having for 14 years now. And to keep it stable, but you know, I'm actually grateful for what I do have, even though I used to have perfect vision. And it was funny because I went to see my surgeon after I started doing all the retinology work and and he was very sensitive and sweet and loving and supportive. And he, he, he kind of very gingerly asked me, so how are you, how you doing, you know, with your eye thing? And, you know, I knew he didn't even say it. I knew it. And I said, oh, you know, I'm not really focused on that. And he laughed. He actually, he's surgeon's getting a surgeon to laugh, it's almost impossible. They're so, you want them to be focused. So, and, and he said, oh my God, John, he goes, most people take years 
to adjust to what's happened to you. And it's only been like a month. I said, and he didn't understand my background and, and this. He didn't know that I had this resource that you are cultivating in your garden. It, it wasn't, I didn't, I really wasn't focused on it. I was getting the treatments. I was dealing with it. I was finding out how to manage with a new reality, a different reality. When the rug has been pulled out from me, as some of you know, I lost all my money and inheritance and life savings in 2008 in a Bernard Madoff scandal. It completely flipped my life on its head and forced me to evolve in new ways and find my way. And it was incredibly painful and hard. But honestly, because of this, I wasn't focused on why did this happen and, you know, blah, 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 Madoff and all of it. Not at all. I just thought, what do I need to do right now to take care of myself and my life and to make my life work? And, you know, it has. And that was 14 years ago. Same time the I thing happened. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was a double whammy. And the only reason I'm sharing this is not to show off or anything like that, but just to <clears throat> let you know that the hard work you're doing pays off. And every time I've been in a catastrophe in my life, and I've been in countless catastrophes and overwhelming situations and medical, everything, loss, tremendous loss, that can move through me and it doesn't weigh on me and I'm actually here 100%. And that's what you're learning. You're learning how to be here fully. It's not about being perfect. I guarantee you, I'm not perfect. <laughs> and, and all of the realized amazing beings that I've been very close to, they're, they're human beings. I know, I've been close to them and I can tell you that. <laughs> and, you know, they're good people, wonderful people, and some of them are amazingly developed as human beings. You know, and we're all evolving as human beings. So that's what you need to give yourself uh, support around in this process. I don't feel I can overemphasize that enough. Because I think we live in a world and in a culture where we're so unconsciously hard on ourselves. We're constantly judging ourselves, comparing ourselves, beating ourselves up. It's okay to want to be better. It's okay to want to be hmm, more skilled or more successful or happier, or healthier, or more financially secure, whatever it is you need you know, in relationship, whatever, it's fine. To, it's important to want what you want. It's important to acknowledge what you want, even if it's just healing or peace of mind. So you need to welcome all of you here, all the parts of you here, because the awareness that you are, the space that you are is infinite. It truly is infinite and unknowable, and yet it is the saving grace. It is the promised land. It is heaven on earth. So, okay, I guess I had more to say. I guess I do. I tend to talk. Okay, um, thank you.
<laughs> See, even I even I beat myself up for jabbering. Some people say, you talk too much. Shut up, man. Shut the fuck up, John. <laughs> so as I used to say to my students years ago, I've already forgiven myself. And when you've forgiven me, you'll be free. <laughs> Actually, if I'm not triggering you, it's not working. That's really the truth. If you don't want to run out the door, it's not working. <laughs> okay, enough. So if you would like to sit with me or we have something you'd like to work with, bring your hand up here into the screen so I can see it, not the Zoom thing, the Zoom electronic thing, just your hand up here and leave it up there, please, until I write everyone's names down. Thank you. And then once I get through the whole group, I'll, uh, I'll let you know. Okay, we're good. Thanks. That's one of the advantages of the retreat. If you haven't been on one, <clears throat> they're wonderful, by the way. And as I was mentioning, the next one is at the end of April. It's three days, really, really wonderful. I encourage you to come if you can. I, April 29th and May 1st, <clears throat> they're about four hours of your time a day, actually five hours total with the breaks and stuff, I think. And um, West Coast time here in San Francisco, 10 until I think 3.30. And you can adjust for your time zone. But um, I, I, they're extraordinary and powerful. And, I, and in some ways, I think some of the most effective retreats I've ever taught. I've been teaching retreats for over 30 years. So, yeah. <laughs> and actually, what's cool is some people say, well, I want to go to a retreat center and be with people. I said, okay, we'll go to somewhere that's cool that feels like a retreat place and get some friends who are, want to come with you and do it together. And I know people have done that. And it's a great idea and, I, and it works. And until we, until I'm available to do that again or however that's going to unfold as it might, yeah, I don't know. That's what I'd recommend, at least in terms of uh, what I'm offering. So, okay. So why don't we sit for a minute and I'll tune in and see who jumps out of the page first. And, and, and that will be the first person I work with. Okay, and as I've said before, if you don't remember this, I think most of you know this, but I don't get to everybody each gathering. It's not possible, but uh, so I apologize for those of you that I'm not able to get to today. And if you really have something that's quite poignant that you're sitting with and I don't call on you, please find out how to be here for yourself as a supportive ally, as a friend, as a therapeutic, loving guide, however you want to frame that, in a way that you can begin to give yourself attention so that suffering or that struggling or that can begin to ease and relax and unwind in its own way. You are your own best healer you are your own best teacher because you know yourself better than anybody. And your job is just to be honest each moment with how it is right now. What's on the, what's on the palette? You know, what's on the, what's on the canvas right now in front of you and within you, that's what you want to pay attention. Not what you think it should be or how it should be or how someone told you it's supposed to be or how it was. No. We're dealing with reality here, and that is simply how it is right now. So let's sit a little bit, and I will 
Um, I will start with Sawa. Okay, Salon. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, can you hear me okay? Yes. Good to see you. And thanks for your support. It's been so wonderful to have you on our little team. Yeah, it's a joy. So I could start talking, but I'm not going to do that. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe if we start by the sitting, it might be a better. Sure. Okay. Do you need any guidance or you want silence? I think silence is okay. Great. So may I ask you a question? Sure. So what's most present for you right now in your conscious field of attention? What's most foreground or most like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Getting, trying to get your attention or the loudest What's what's got the loudest volume? Well, it feels like um, it feels like there's not a lot of volume. Um, okay, it's like there's a lot of quiet, and mm -hmm. um, it yeah, it feels actually quite fine. Okay. Um, I think the reason why I wanted to speak with you is because. I've been having this situation where um, there's a person with whom I make music with quite mm -hmm. often, and um, we have a very deep friendship and a music relationship. And he isn't attracted to to men, but I have had and kind of do have an attraction to him on a physical level. Mm -hmm. And I've been open about that, and we're working with that but what i've found is that there's a part of me that when i'm with him um like really wants to reveal itself um or like um it's not quite like this but like really wants to break down in front of him mm. or like cry in front of him mm. and yet it doesn't feel like that's the appropriate thing to do in the situation. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was interesting when you, so 
then when I'm with him, I'm like on tilt and maybe in my head or trying to impress him or like trying to push that river, so to speak. Um, but it's interesting because when you started today and you really clear and set up the, like the energy um, for us to tap into, there's none of that there. And it's like, um, it's completely nourishing. And, you know, the idea that I need him to be available for me, mm-hmm. which would probably be the underlying belief. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's completely not true. What a, be- um, what a beautiful motivating catalyst for you. I love this. I think <laughs> unrequited love is such a great motivator and teacher. <laughs> I know it well. <laughs> so many of us do. But you're how what, incredible, you see? So what that means is you need to be practicing and clearing yourself. And then when you're with him, you're going to get triggered, obviously, because there's a romantic you've got chemistry for him and that's just how you are that's just how it is and he's cool with it or whatever and you know you're not being inappropriate which is good and so you know you're going to keep making music and i think it's a beautiful beautiful thank you so much for sharing this this is really awesome that you shared this and i think it's a, a great teaching for you and for your relationship with him and your music and and even just what you described in terms of the beginning of the satsang, how you how you were able to get in touch with that and have it clear. And then all of a sudden, wow, I am complete in myself in a way that I don't have to have a wall up or a judgment about or a longing that's, you know, going to rip my heart out or whatever. Right. Yeah, I I went to like to write um, uh, like a note to him and then realized it was actually for me. But um, <laughs> Yes. But I, it was really helpful in getting clear. And what the, what the essence of it was, was that in my teenage years, I'd went through a tremendous struggle with my sexuality where for some reason I felt like it was permanent damage and that mm. at all costs it had to be avoided. But mm. what the turnaround was, was that actually... Um, being with him and being honest about the fact I'm excited that, um, you know, that there's a possibility I could meet somebody like him and feel that way. That's right. That you have the capacity for, for real love and vulnerability, which is the fact that you want to open up and unload. That's just that you, you're, you're like a flower that's ready to bloom and have its, you know, and attract the, the bees, (laughs) right? But seriously, we are that. We have that's very real. It's beautiful. I think you have the, the the most. I just love how healthy and balanced and clear your perception and attitude are about this. It's really impressive, honestly. It's very inspiring. And it just it's also a testimony to the hard work that you've been doing and this and success you're having within yourself. See, this is this is when we know that our that our work has been worth it. Not when we're having a bad meditation or we can't sit still or we're distracted or can't stay awake or whatever. That's not this is this is the proof in the pudding. So bravo. Thank you. And you know what? It could still be triggering. 
<laughs> it's, it's like, oh, well, now that I've cleared it, it's gone. Away. You don't know that. <laughs> and, yeah, it, it just seemed that the part that I hadn't seen and you hit it straight away was, yeah, there is an attraction to him. And that's why it's okay to have an attraction to him. That's, that's the right. part. Yeah, that's right. And you're and you're taking care of yourself with it. You're taking care of him. You're taking care of the relationship. You, you really are. Uh, you're an example, an amazingly beautiful example. And I'm very grateful that you shared this. And, I, and so let's sit some more. And and I just um, I'm moved by your integrity and your clarity and your honesty. And your vulnerability that you're willing to share that. And you're an incredible musician. I'm very moved by your the music you've shared with me and the composing you've done is exquisite. So I just love how you are evolving as a as a as someone who is channeling and creating art in that level in the world. You're bringing beauty and music into the world. That is what we need. Yeah, beauty and harmony into the world. So, okay, let's sit some more. If you have anything else you want to say, feel free. Just want to say thank you, John. You're so welcome. Of course. Yeah, lots of love to you. You too. You too. Absolutely. Okay, let's just sit for a moment here. I'm going to come back to the whole group. And then I'm going to work with Patricia next. So let's just you and I, that's it. Good. You're very attuned. Even sharing this opened the space a little more, allowed there to be a little more integration. So when we share our truth, even the relative truth, and we truly do it with honesty and integrity, more space opens up as is present right now. All I can say is hang in there and and uh, and may you find may someone who's right for you come to you. I don't know. I you didn't ask for that blessing, so if you don't really want that, let me know. But <laughs> I'm going to come back to the whole group now. Uh, we'll sit a little while before uh, for a bit before I work with Patricia. Just bring yourself back to yourself if you've gotten sidetracked or distracted, allowing the natural ease of being to come into view as it, as it will. Just relaxing into a balanced, comfortable stillness. Okay, Patricia. Hey, John. Hi. 
I was so touched by someone share. Um, uh, it was very, very heartfelt and moving. And I, I wish the best for whatever lucky person ends up receiving his love fully. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I'm at this interesting opportunity right now because um, I just came back from vacation where I actually, for the first time, it feels like in years, just cut off from everything, school, work, everything, and just had fun with my partner, <laughs> which is awesome. Oh, nice. So, so I feel like at one point I just like slowed way down, like finally just, uh, yeah just really changed the pace and yet I know you know starting Monday all the circus starts up again you know <laughs> so <laughs> and I'm pretty good at spinning plates but but I, I recognize that it's not just that there's a lot of activities it's the way in which I do it that I kind of do it with this force and intensity that is also exhausting just by itself. So, so I feel like there's an opportunity now to try to pick up that thread in a different way. I'm not exactly sure how. Um, Beautiful. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Tune in for a second. That is such a beautiful request because you're really requesting in a deep way within yourself mm -hmm. a new way new ways this is exactly what i was talking about so that work and school become a practice yeah. not just you know a nail that you keep hitting the head on with a hammer <laughs> but then you maybe get some more you start fine-tuning and getting some other tools and I think the fact that you don't know how, that's exactly, we don't know how. That's, that is the most important teaching of practice is that we don't know how to practice. That coming back to the moment, every moment, we can fine tune how we're present, how you're present at work, how you're present with your colleagues at school, the whole thing. It, we constantly, that this practice that we're doing here, all together here today, is very much about practicing in a sense everywhere that's what's meant by mindfulness in action but i don't mean it in some self-conscious way where you're trying to be open-hearted and compassionate no it's where you're <laughs> where you see yourself getting caught in the sort of unconscious routine of getting it done of achieving things and you can see how what it does to your nervous system. Yeah. And you start to go, whoa. And so you pay attention because you're not gonna stop those external habitual behaviors that are unconscious. What you're gonna do is you're gonna bring awareness to them within yourself. So your daily practice becomes even more important as I was saying, because that's when you're gonna start to attune to those contracting patterns that just are knee jerks. They're just reflexes in the world. And you need to have them. You need to get your work done. You need all your work. You need to do all that. So you want to be able to give yourself permission to do it the way you do it and have the 
repercussions that you get. But the fact that you're asking for this, the fact that you had this gift of this vacation where you could just really unwind and relax and slow down, what a gift. And so the question you might ask into your deep unconscious, how can I have a slower, more, how can I have a pace in my relative daily life that's more supportive of how I really want to feel or something like that. So So you plant that seed of what you don't know how to achieve and no one's going to show you how, honestly, but but you know exactly what you want and you'll be right on the on the front lines sorry of that seeing yeah sorry <laughs> everybody always uses battle uh metaphors with me i don't know what i don't really want to use that right now with everything but <laughs> oh i see what you're forgive saying. me yeah I'm forgive just, me no, 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 yeah fine. no it's triggering um <clears throat> But you're right in the front seat. You're right in the front row of the show. And you are the one who really knows what's happening more than anybody else. So you get to pay attention. So you, so maybe you have, a, like even the way Solomon was talking was so beautiful. His process of learning and growing and evolving. That's how we do. That's how change really does happen on an organic level. People think, Oh, I'm going to get enlightened. I'm going to be all of a sudden, I'm going to be a saint walking on water. I'm going, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me know. I want to see it when it happens. I'm really interested. <laughs> you know, that story was very funny story about this, this sadhu. Can I tell you a quick funny one? Who's been meditating and he's sitting on the Ganges and he's in full Lotus, you know, his little loincloth and perfectly still and, the Buddha's walking by and notices him and says, wow, no, 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 no. Actually, excuse me. He was, he was sitting on the other side of the Ganges and the Buddha was walking on the other side. Right. And, and he's sitting in full Lotus and he, he levitates and he floats over the Ganges and he lands right at Buddha's feet. And Buddha goes, wow, that's really impressive. <laughs> he goes, how long did it take you to learn that? He goes, 500 lifetimes. He goes, you know, for a nickel, you could have just taken the ferry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah, it's not about perfection. It's about really being patient with the parts of you that are not patient, but really being patient with the ones of you that are hammering that are putting in all that force. And at some part of you that was conscious enough to know that I don't want to, I don't, I want to be able to do it. I want to get the same results with less, less force. Yes. That's yes. what we're learning. We're learning the Tai Chi of, of living in the world of where you use the exact right amount of effort, not more, not less. Mm-hmm. And in our own practice, and I see this in my own practice daily about what's the right amount of effort Mm. and you you oh, keep, I like that yeah and you keep going too much or too little and then you fine-tune it this is this is the this is the discovery of practice mm. it's not like oh I missed the note on my violin so you just 
okay, now I, I'm, I'm going to play, I'm just going to listen a little more. Maybe, you know, it's like you keep paying attention and you keep noticing and you become more sensitive, more skilled. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, I'm not reacting to my boss the same way. Yeah. I'm not as, I'm not, you know, or you're, your partner says, gee, you're not so hard on yourself, right? You're being nicer to yourself all of a sudden. <laughs> hmm. I like, I mean, I don't play violin, but I mean, even thinking of that kind of analogy, like there are different amounts of force or effort that you use on notes, depending on the music and depending on. It's unbelievable what, what kind of a balancing act this is. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a lot to be paying attention to. Yeah. So it's just being sensitive to. Yeah. And just doing and, and just doing the best you can and allowing, you know, what is that other funny, great Zen teaching life is one continuous mistake, right? If it wasn't that way, how would you find that? So you, so it's okay to sh screw up. It's okay yeah. to make, it's not like you're getting it right. You're learning, you're, you're, you're evolving. Learning is not the right word. Learning sounds like in, in intelligence or knowledge. I'm talking about wisdom. Wisdom is the is is the realm that evolves us. Wisdom is the essence of our presence, of our true nature. And as that becomes more embodied, as it is in you and all of us, we are we evolve as people in every way. It just, I can feel how much I want this. That's right. And that, see, and that's what motivates us. And that's good. That's why I said earlier, it's important to let yourself want what you want. And I think you're making extraordinary progress in this department. I, I've known you quite a while. And I just, I just love seeing how you're, you know, you've been working on yourself a really long time and done incredible. It's, it's none of your efforts have been in vain. Thank you. I can tell there's a part of me that wants an answer, but there's not really an answer. So, you know, that's really <laughs> important. Yeah, but that's important. And f let yourself feel the pain of that and that you're not alone this is the most common defense against vulnerability there is is wanting an answer wanting to know the way wanting basically to feel reassured safe or that you're not wasting your time or your money or your efforts or whatever right it feels a little bit like in order to do this i have to allow more vulnerability in a way exactly you know that it i have to be more open to be able to be more sensitive to what and that's not going to happen by your by your will yeah that's going to happen by paying attention to the repercussions of your will in your own nervous system and in your environment mm and not judging yourself and going oh wow that was i think i could be a little less i could have a little less volume there a little less force a little less pressure or whatever mm -hmm. demand demand 
whatever mm -hmm. it is that you'll begin to see because because we'll, otherwise we get we get um, blowback from reality. Hmm. We we get right. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's just internal, you know, even if it's consequences. Just oh, this exhaustion. is what, exactly that's a that's a consequence. So you're learning. This is you're seeing that. Wow, this much force is exhausts me. I don't want this. I want to actually be able to work and go to school and do my life and feel less exhausted. What a wonderful goal. <laughs> I totally support that. And then and we can check in and see how it's unfolding and what you're learning on the way. But mm -hmm. if you think there's an answer out there that someone's going to give you some teaching, you can read every book ever written and you're not going to find it. You could be with every elevated, enlightened master and you're not going to find it. Why? Because that there is no answer that's constantly discovering. There is never a knower who is free. Never. There is never a knower who's at peace. Mm -hmm. They're not in the same domain. So you can, the knower is the one who wants to know that you're not getting rid of her. It's fine. You can say, hey, honey, it's fine as you speak to yourself with or however, whatever you call yourself, sweetie, <laughs> pumpkin, whatever. <laughs> That's so what my dad used to call me. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad used to call me Sunny Boy. <laughs> when, when, he, when he was affectionate. Um, but this is this is where you um I forgot what I was gonna say. I lost my train. I'm sorry. Oh, just just dealing with the knower, like Yeah, that's that's where you allow the party that you, you say, oh, you know, it's okay that you want the answer. Yeah. Give yourself permission to want that and then tune into what's underneath that wanting. What would you get if you had the answer? How would you feel? What would it be like? So that you begin to see what you're really going for. I'm going for peace and harmony and tranquility and happiness and love and joy and openness and all the good stuff, right? Pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you had for the last little vacation you were on. Right? <laughs> You had a good time. Yeah. You want to have a good time. What's wrong with that? Mm. Right? Yeah. I think you know, that and this is and this is what you're what and, and I'm spending time on this because this is so significant for me. You're learning to have a healthier relation, a happier relationship with yourself. This is what each and every one of us, including me, is working on. <clears throat> What's given as grace is it's already here. We're not doing that. We're not making that happen. People misunderstand so-called spiritual practice, completely misunderstand it. That's a natural, that's the natural emergence of consciousness as we become more aware of our humanity, more vulnerable, more available. Okay, so you're right. Vulnerability is the doorway to transformation and healing. That's right. Beautiful. let's sit a minute you're you're deepening let's sit a minute beautiful work thank you patricia this is a beautiful teaching thank you let's sit a little and then i'll go on to um tamer i'm gonna work with tamer next yeah let's just sit and
let yourself come back to equanimity or homostasis or balance. That's it, good. And just notice how even this conversation has allowed more space and a deepening to occur. That's it. Can you sense that? Beautiful, just open to that, allow that. I'm gonna come back to the whole group now. And in a minute, I'll work with, you're welcome. And I'll work with uh, Tamer. If you've gotten lost somewhere in your mind and your thinking and your story or your reactions, that's totally normal. That's because you're a human being and um, totally understandable. So just bring gently bring yourself back. Just give yourself permission to start and pay attention now and to begin now. Just relaxing, breathing, paying attention. And if you're having a hard time, if you can give yourself some loving kindness or tenderness. We'll sit a few minutes and then I'll meet with uh, Tamer. Okay, Tamer, can you hear me okay? Hey there, John. Can you hear, hi, can you hear me okay? I can, yes, yeah, yeah. Good, good. nice to see you. Yeah, good to see you, very good to see you as well. Thank you. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's been a while since I've, I've been at one of these things and um, yeah, sort of a lot has sort of happened. Um, yeah, I guess the, the first thing I feel like saying is like, um, maybe we don't need, maybe we don't need to say that, but basically it's like, um, like for a long time, I was just sort of in like a dark hole in my life, basically. And basically now for about the past year or so, um, life has like slowly been like coaxing me out of that hole and like showing me new sort of people and places and sort of basically my way through the external world, not just like closing my eyes and trying to like aesthetically drill into myself or drill somewhere, you know what I mean? Instead, like showing me like how to like do the stuff out in the world. And so, yeah, that's sort of been happening. And that's why I've sort of been away from the Sangha for quite a while, because it's almost like that whole aesthetic ideal direction had to sort of like pause for a second. And as, as I got introduced to this other way of doing it and life is actually telling me like, no, like, you can do it out here as well like you don't just progress through drilling into yourself and doing some meditation you progress it's all this like look this person is it this event is it this celebration is it this this sort of external joy is also it mm -hmm. so all right i just wanted to say that first okay okay <laughs> <laughs> yep. and then um so my actual question mm -hmm. there's um so yeah 
there's um there's a video that I remember seeing of yours. It was like one of the first sort of first times I ever saw you like on a video on YouTube. And um, it was basically a moment where you said like, um, like basically that you were so hard on yourself and that, that, that the longest part of the journey was actually learning how to be gentle on your, with yourself. Um, and so, up yeah, in, up until that point, that's right. It was really uh, that was that. Well, it wasn't. the But yes, it was very I I was that's true. I was extremely demanding and hard on myself. It's true. I was quite I used to say I used to make type A looked catatonic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, um, you know, when you're a concert violinist and performing as a young person and you want to go to Stanford Medical School, let's just say you have to learn how to tap dance on a head of a pin. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's, it sort of goes with the territory. Hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Or at yes. least it, you know what it did for me. And that was just not to get too far off the field with it. But I realized when I was it, after I had done many, many years of intensive meditation practice and had been a monk in the monastery and was learning ways that were more gentle, I realized that I was so hard and, and, and I thought being hard on myself was the way to get there. Right, right. And right. and like like for me, I would say like it, it is the way partially, but also you need this like other thing of like like being gentle with oneself isn't just about like, you know, meditation or slowing down. Like it's something fundamental about like you, the feminine essence in you or something like like being the woman that you're like looking for out of the world <laughs> being that for yourself does that make any sense anyway so so well, i i think that's <laughs> i think that's a very beautiful way to actually talk about it because i think that we are not i think we are an extraordinary balance of different kinds of energies both right. receptive and uh what you know the yin and yang yeah that we are that that life is it's really what you're really talking about is having a balance this is what you've been talking about even this idea of this ascetic the way you were approaching it yeah i know i remember when you used to show up you had this very kind of and i think it's very natural and very common on the so-called path when somebody has awakening to kind of become you know to become a to, to have a kind of um what that kind of narrow view of the of the process it's very normal it's very common i think reality begins to wake us up to more what you're finding now is that it that they're not separate that they work together they're not separate you know consciousness and matter are not separate either there isn't like the relative world and the absolute world that's that's ridiculous it's all one and we don't understand any of it i mean yeah. we're doing our best to manage the relative world where let's not talk about how we're doing on that department, but right. But it's, but this is so, you, so I like this and I can see that there's something about you now that feels like it's already getting more integrated that you're allowing as Patricia was talking about your vulnerability, if you want to call that your feminine nature to become more vulnerable. I think is I see this with many of the males who, uh, are working in my in my arena are just so much more sensitive and able to have their feelings in a way that's really pretty amazing actually and or or in wanting to be able to be more receptive and not so yang 
you know, mm-hmm. more yin, you know, balancing the yin and the yang, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think I, I don't need to say too much more. It's just, I think you've understood what I'm sort of trying to get across. And yeah, so, but it's almost like, like, how do you, so my question is like, how do you be the mother to yourself? Like, you know, oh. I, I, you know, I, or, or, or the lovers I'll t- yourself. I'll, I'll tell you how. Yeah. With great tenderness, patience, loving, lovingly. Yes, you do. That's exactly right. I love, thank you. Let's sit. I can feel something opening in you right now. Can we sit for a minute? Yeah, absolutely. Just tune in, let your, you can have your eyes open or closed, but this is, and this is what you're asking is how you're, you're asking, may I be the most nurturing, loving, supportive mother to myself. I love that. What a beautiful, beautiful. Yes, that's right. We all need to have that within ourselves. Oh, thank you. What a gift. And that's what you need to ask for. Do you know how? No, but you'll learn. You'll you'll see, oh, I'm being too aggressive here. I can be more gentle. You know, you'll start to learn to fine tune your human animal in the context of relationship or wherever that's happening or in yourself. We if we're available and you are, you will become more sensitive. You will continue to learn and evolve. You will become the you will have the mother within you that you need. I love it. The mother within you that you need. Oh my God, what a beautiful, beautiful perspective and attitude to have. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm moved by this. Let's sit. Just learn, just know that organic change is slow and often painful and becoming more available, becoming more vulnerable isn't something you can fast track. Okay. You can't muscle it. (laughs) So that's what I learned. Mm. Mm. This is where less becomes more. This is where when you understand being awareness that no effort is the way when you are one in awareness, then there is no effort to be free. You already are. But then how does that begin to integrate into your relative tissue, conditioning, body, mind, everything? And that's the journey of our life post awakening. Mm -hmm. And when I say awakening, I mean access to that deeper nature. I don't mean some glorified state of samadhi that people have a fantasy about. (laughs) I had a fantasy about too. And I, had long periods in those states that were incredible but you know what it's that's that's not balanced reality yeah yeah i've almost kind of let go of that whole thing that whole like good good that's just yeah that's that's in the way for most people a lot of a lot of what's out there is teachings need to be um modernized and updated so that we're not carrying around of unnecessary baggage that's only going to limit people yeah it's almost like for me like the way to actually get to that 
thing that I was trying to get to, the whole ascetic ideal, like, you know, samadhi, for me, the actual answer is just like to become mothering with myself, to become gentle with myself, to become loving with myself, to like find all of the things that I'm looking for in like, you know, females essentially, and just that's realize why. I'm- that's, I can... why I, that's why I tell people, but the, the primary relationship, the most important relationship you're going to have in this life is with yourself. And I don't mean some egoic, ego, egotistic. I don't mean that at all. I mean, truly with your with yourself and every aspect of that, your true self and your relative self. That is it. And when you are in harmony and you're working with that, then the relationships you have with the people in your life, wait till you see how that evolves. And mm -hmm. I have to say from my own personal experience, it's been a heart opening, mind blowing miracle ongoingly that I'm very grateful for and clueless about. Let's sit some more. I, I want to work a little bit with Karen, Karen, C-A-R-E-N. I don't know how to pronounce her name a little bit, but let's you and I sit for a minute in the whole group. And thank you so much, Tamers. Good to see you. Beautiful. Thank you for that. That was a real gift. So let's all be the best mother to ourselves right now if we can, because I agree, that's exactly what we need. What a beautiful, beautiful, I love that. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Let's just sit a little bit before I work with uh, Karin. I think Tamara, you need to mute your, your, uh, yeah, there you go. <clears throat> So however you are with yourself right now, just notice how you are with yourself. That's what we keep practicing is how we are with ourselves to notice how we are. And the noticing of that will begin to naturally soften and open our attention will naturally and gradually evolve our sensitivity <clears throat> and will naturally and gradually bring forth <clears throat> the true light of our consciousness into the foreground.
Okay, Karen. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, so, um, I was just, stuff came up for me today, like um, some anger um, that stuck. And I've got, I've had some issues with anger, like, um, that I, I'm, I'm fearful to express it and that I will be punished mm -hmm. for expressing my discontent or my anger or my needs. Mm -hmm. And there was somebody I wanted to express that something about like, because I felt angry, but I haven't been able to for weeks and weeks been able to even write a letter, just not a, even a letter to send, but a letter to express the anger mm -hmm. and the needs that I, mm -hmm. uh, that I had with that person. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's kind of an ongoing thing with me in my life is that the anger that's deep inside has blocked me from connecting with people and relating. Mm -hmm. Even when you were saying, okay, who's going to be next? And, and you picked, it was, wasn't me, it was somebody else. I was almost like I had this sort of big block to kind of, no, no, you know, like it was like, I've got this thing that pushes in front to try to push people away and it's stopping me from connecting. And a lot of it's to do with my anger and my fear and I, mm. I just I just want you to sit with me because I don't really know what to do but maybe you can help just sit with me and um and I, I'm I'm trying to slow down which is really helping me and I'm opening up and accepting the emptiness that's there as well whereas I used to be afraid of the emptiness I'm um, for the last few weeks I've been saying welcoming this emptiness that's there and not thinking it's a terrible thing and having a bit mm. more space there and slowing. Mm. So I'm working on it, but this anger stuff's kind of still oh. really blocking me, you know, from oh. connecting with people. I feel like it gets in the way because there's this anger inside that's all old shit, you know? Oh yeah, of course yeah. I know, of course I know. Oh my goodness, thank you. I am here for you, let's sit together. I totally get this. And I'm so glad you're sharing it. That's it. It takes courage to share that. And there is. There's hope a lot for this because anger. Is just. It's potential energy that hasn't moved, basically. OK, the question is, how do you how can you be with it or how can you work with it? in a way that that energy can discharge out of you and not harm yourself or someone else and actually be part of a kind of balanced ecosystem of our life. That's what I can help you with. And that's, you know, and I'm so glad you brought this up because this is a very common barrier to intimacy and a lot of things. And just for the reasons you said, the repercussions, the consequences of expressing it or even making it known could be catastrophic, actually. Or we've grown up in situations where we had to block it because our survival depended on it. Okay. So I'm not going to go into a lot of detail here right now, but this is something that we could work with in a private session, or you could work with, with therapy, or you could work within yourself, where 
you can learn how to move that energy or help it move in a way that's healthy for you and not harmful to anybody else. There are ways to do this. I don't want to get into details right now because we don't have the time for it here, but let's sit together and um, I'll give you some suggestions. I don't know. I'm already, I think just the fact that you brought this into the space, I can feel there's already an opening happening. So even just saying that I want to even maybe as I was saying to Patricia, you want to ask for how to release your anger in a way that you're not pent up and resentful and pushing others away. So you could ask within your deep self when you're in your in your periods of stillness. Let's ask for that for you now, okay? I'll do that. Is that something that we can ask for you right now in the space of our sitting together? Great. So why don't you close your eyes? I'm tuned in with you. I don't know if you can sense that. It's okay if you can't. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm okay with your anger. It doesn't scare me or bother me at all. And I can feel that underneath it is a lot of grief, a lot of sadness. That's also very common. Anger is usually a secondary emotion because you were hurt. And so when we start dealing with anger, we usually are opening the doorway to working on trauma, old trauma, okay? So this is really what you're working on is how to work with trauma that's presenting as a kind of surface anger right now. Yeah. Good. So just be aware of your breathing. And I would encourage you in your own time and space to, to, to do some journaling or expressive work, whether it's writing or verbal expression in your own space, not towards anybody directly, but imagining that person and really venting the anger out as if you could really, you know, be angry at them and express all of it in therapeutic modalities. The, the, the therapeutic modality that I'm familiar with and had a lot of training experience with is called Gestalt therapy. And it's a, it's called psychodrama. It's like theater uh, therapy. It's like a theater kind of therapy where you act out uh, you know, you, you, you do this and it can actually help move a lot of that pain and energy very effectively and efficiently. And you actually are as if speaking to that person, even though they're not there. So you're not going to hurt them. Okay. This is for you to express your feeling. You might want to look into that. I would encourage it. I think it's a very, very powerful way to begin to move emotions. And, you know, any of the work of bioenergetics or anything that gets into somatic the somatic connection to emotional work, you want to work with those so that you can begin to work with them as energies rather than constructs of thought. Okay. Stories. Okay. So let's sit together some more. That's just a suggestion of where to start looking. Okay. And then you can see what works for you. In the meantime, you'll also notice that as you're, because you do attune deeply here, that's right, you'll notice that how you're working with yourself, you'll find, you'll find what works for you. And it could be something very different than what I suggested. So may you be guided 
to be free of and continually be cleared of the anger that keeps you separate from yourself and others. So you can really begin to feel the deeper peace and connectedness that you are in more areas of your life. So come out of your thinking mind and come back into your breathing, sensing body. That's it. So that's what I was just noticing, that once you start thinking, you dissociate from yourself. So bring your, have your inner voice bring you back to breathing and being present in your own body. As you bring attention to your own sensations, don't get into the stories and the thoughts about them. Don't go down those rabbit holes of meaning. Keep coming back. You see what I'm saying? So this is where you want to be diligent in your practice when we're sitting together, when you're here at satsang or on retreat, or, you know, this is the practice you can do on your own daily. And that may be enough. That may actually do it. It may work. Yeah, because when we were, um, when we were um, before earlier, um, I was, the stuff that was coming up was that um, I can't even fucking breathe. Like I was trying to breathe, just do my breathing. And I was like, that was my thing was, I can't even fucking breathe. Like, and then I said- Did you I, yell, Did you hopefully yell that out loud while we were sitting here? I hope you did. <laughs> um, no, but- I would, then, I would encourage you to do that. You know, we're, we yeah. have, you can turn off your sound. Nobody's gonna hear you, not gonna disturb anybody. Yeah. And just get it out. Well, I screamed, I kind of yelled. Oh, I did oh good. Time. Good. Then, and then, then try went, to do some deep breathing. Breathing and, and, is great. Yeah, I, and I said, I said, I can breathe. I Good. can breathe as I'm breathing. But then I kind of shriveled up into this little nothing. And I went down, down to the ground. And I was all over the bottom of a piece of dirt. That's what I felt like. Just a piece of dirt. And then I kind of decided I'm going to be friendly with the dirt. <laughs> I'm going to love the dirt. <laughs> so, but it's like I'm having trouble. That's maybe to do with my anger. Maybe if I'm, that's kind of related. Like I can breathe, and then I'm kind of got this anger. Stuff. Sounds like you're you are you are an active uh, explorer in your wilderness of undiscovered territory. And I need to go back to the whole group now. But I'm really glad that you brought this up, Karen. And um, I'll be very interested to hear how you're doing with this. And take good care of yourself, okay? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Okay, let's all come back now to the whole group. And we have a little bit of time left to sit together. I'm, I'm aware of all the people I didn't get to today. I'm sorry I didn't get to you. Um, if you're here next time and you still uh, are cooking and want support, I will be aware that you were interested this week. So just so you know. Okay. So if need be, just take a nice breath to help center yourself and bring yourself back. Allowing that natural ease of being. And balanced presence to be here.
allowing the openness to open by itself. Okay. Wonderful being with you today. And thank you so much for those who came up and, and worked with me and shared. And, and um, oh, I don't really have any more words. I so just please take wonderful care of yourselves and look forward to seeing you soon. In the meantime, happy trails and lots of love. Thank you so much. Bye for now.